Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Sam Amick from The Athletic. Looks like they're headed for uh, sunny Florida, right? Yeah, most likely. I mean, Orlando is definitely the front runner in this thing. Seems to be on track to get the bid. They seem to be honing in on a one-city format as opposed to splitting it up. It does appear that the league's preference for sure is to do Orlando. It's a more controlled environment. It's private property where you can create kind of a medical bubble without having it necessarily feel like a medical bubble and maybe let people have a little bit of freedom without risking their health. So a lot for the league to get through here, but that's certainly the direction it seems to be going. All right, Gordon, there's been a lot that came out over the weekend as far as what an NBA return uh, would look like. And I want to get your thoughts on that. Plus, there there is a kind of a deadline looming at the end of this week on Friday. I thought David Locke came on with Hanson Scotty and laid this out very, very well, that David Stern really has to have his ducks in a row by Friday. Or David Silver. That's that's 90210, excuse me. Oh, David Stern. Uh, Adam Silver, pardon me, uh, has to have all his ducks in a row coming up uh, for the Board of Governors meeting on Friday. He certainly doesn't want to go into that meeting with a lot left up in the air. So we're seeing kind of leaked out what this rest of the season may actually look like. And I want to get your thoughts on Damian Lillard's, uh, his his comments too, but let's start with, is there something, uh, a finish to the season, Gordon, that you're leaning towards? Well, I'm I'm really torn on it. I know that there is a pressure to get those 70 regular season games in, but the more I think about what's left of the regular season, the more I see danger signs to that, and I'm not sure that it's really worth it. Now, it's not my money that I would be missing out on if they don't hit that number, but I think if it were me, Jake, I would go straight to the playoffs. And I, I, I'm not I'm ba- I'm going back and forth, having an argument with myself whether I like the mixing of the conferences and seeding one through sixteen, or whether I like the traditional idea of of how to do it. But I, I think the sooner you get to the games that count, the better. I hear you. I um, and uh, you know some of the players may also agree with you, like like Damian Lillard, uh, at least to to a certain extent. Um, what about kind of the the different playoff formats? Maybe like the did you did you see the pool play idea or having some sort of play in tournament to determine the the last couple of spots? Or do you think they should just cut it off with the sixteen they have now and go for it? Uh, that's what I think. I think okay. the latter. I see arguments for the other stuff. I mean that that play in tournament would be kind of kind of interesting to see how that would go but to me at this point in the season with what's transpired uh, I I would go straight to the playoffs Jake that's what I would do I I understand uh both sides of the discussion and by the way why don't you tell our listeners what Damian Lillard said because I I found that most interesting as well and, and, and I see his point of view. Um, it, it's, it gets back to that whole idea of what would teams do who really don't have a shot at the playoffs, and how would they go about that, and would that be a waste of everyone's time? Um, there are more. There are a lot of Damian uh, Lillard uh, comments out there because he, he spoke quite a bit to Yahoo Sports, but I'll just read right here from the original report. 
Um, if the NBA resumes the 2019-20 season by electing to play a handful of games with all teams just to reach 70 games to fulfill regional television deals, Portland Trailblazers star Damian Lillard knows his next move. Quote, if we come back and they're just like, we're adding a few games to finish the regular season and they're throwing us out there for meaningless games and we don't have a true opportunity to get into the playoffs, I'm going to be with my team because I'm part of the team. But I'm not going to be participating. I'm telling you that right now. And you can put that bleep in there, unquote, Lillard told Yahoo Sports. Um, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I've got tons of opinions on this. Finish uh-huh. what you were saying. Well, th- this is the way I, I look at that. Uh, from a practical standpoint, I understand this point of view completely. But since Jerry Sloan's passing last week, I have, I have given his philosophies a lot of thought. And remember what he said about guys going out and putting it all out on the floor because the fans have uh, have deserve that kind of effort. Now, I understand that there wouldn't be a bunch of fans paying top dollar to get into these events, but they're still watching on TV, you know? And so, that I don't know, that kind of stick to has real merit. And as I thought about that over the weekend, I, I that, that's what made me wonder about what Damian Lillard is saying. On the other hand, if you just look at it from a practical standpoint, you understand where he's coming from saying, why should I go out and risk injury for something that isn't going to pay off for my team? Uh, okay, so here I, I have a few thoughts, and I, I agree with you on the on the Coach Sloan front 100%. Um, if, if players are hesitant to participate because they are nervous about the about getting covid or the 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 way in which they can play safely you know by all means object and let's have that conversation uh, have it within union ranks or wherever you feel like would be would be most effective and uh, but that's not what we're talking about here we're talking about Damian Lillard saying he doesn't want to play in meaningless games well listen you're you're fortunate enough to have landed millions and millions of dollars already playing basketball. But why don't you think about other players here for a second and jump on board? Because the the goal of the NBA right now should be how to safely salvage as much revenue as possible. We know, Gordon, that they're going to lose 40% right off the top because there's going to be no gate at these games. So you've got to salvage every bit you can for the good of not just all the other players. Imagine if you're a bubble guy. George Niang isn't saying this. You know, and actually, George is right. beyond a, a bubble guy, I would say. But you get my point. Yeah. That Damien has the luxury to be able to have that opinion, and good for you. But think about others that are not so fortunate. And are you telling me that you can't tough it out for eight games for the greater good? Give me a break. And, and by the way, you play in games that don't matter all the time. They're called preseason games. So buck, so buck up, Buttercup, and for the good of everybody, whatever format they come up with, lace them up, dog. Well, and not only that, Jake, but what he is saying in any normal season renders every game for any team that is playing after they are eliminated from the playoffs as absolutely meaningless. Correct. 100%. And so you're, you're essentially condemning the whole NBA setup. 
Because this happens every year. It does. You're right. So should the in a normal year, if you were say the Warriors last in the league, just just they're actually the Warriors were the only team officially eliminated from the playoffs when all this happened, Gordon. So in the normal circumstances, are you telling us that well, season's over, boys? Yeah, <laughs> have a nice off season. That's essentially what he's saying. It is the regu- he's saying. regular season games don't matter, or at least some of them don't. Yep, I agree. I mean, that's a Come that's on. a bad message to send about your product. Yeah, I I completely uh, I completely agree. And there, I'm not sure. You know, Damien's a smart guy, but I'm not sure he thought that through completely. I don't know. You know, I don't know. But that's not. I mean, that's not for the 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 good of everybody. And again, Damien, good for you. You have the luxury to throw your throw your weight around and uh and and threaten to not play. That's great. But you know, think of think of others that that benefit or, or rely on NBA basketball and these franchises uh, succeeding in some way, shape or form. Yeah. I think that's important. And and again, you know, if if we want to have the discussion about safety and, and about worried about the, the coronavirus, then Let's have that discussion. But if your issue is your games don't matter because you've been eliminated essentially from the playoffs, come on, get it together. It, it, just get out there and make it happen, and let's see. Let's let's find our the best way through this thing as a collective because that's what they got to do. You know, Jake. Another aspect of this whole thing is you got people all over this country who some have lost their jobs, some have been furloughed, yep. some have taken pay cuts in order to to keep keep whatever endeavor they're a part of afloat, you know? And so for this kind of talk to come out is is unfortunate from a standpoint. It's certainly not a reflection of the country as a whole. Right. I, I think I think you have it in, in great perspective, and it will not be a good look, nor do I think, you know, this language that Damien used would be strong enough to obstruct, you know, whatever the NBA wants to do. But... You know, this I I'm with you. This is it is not a good look in the NBA. You know, unlike Major League Baseball, the NBA and the players have been getting along swimmingly throughout all of this. And that's going to come off as as a really good thing with their fans. Whereas and we we had this discussion last week and we had the the writer on from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution talking about uh, Tom Glavin. You know, if you let. If you let this stuff mean no Major League Baseball in this situation, not because of safety, but because of revenue, I mean, the players are going to come off looking terrible, terrible. And the same goes for the NBA. And Damian Lillard's objections are my games don't matter. It's like, all right, dude, you got to get over that real quick. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm a little surprised because I Dame is a, is a, is a thoughtful guy. Who, who? I'm not. I just don't know whether he's completely considered all angles to this thing before he was asked about it, because those are important things. Yeah, and those are important symbols to, and signals to send your your customers out there. And as you mentioned earlier, Jake, we're talking about a man who has been greatly blessed, not only by his own efforts, but by the opportunity that the game he has pursued and the game he plays. Uh, has, has has afforded him those 
those great benefits. Yep, 100%. So, uh, yeah. And and I love the way you started this conversation with the thought uh, about Jerry Sloan and, you know, people supporting the NBA and supporting his team and, and doing so, uh, you know, financially and through other methods and that you, you know, owe is such a strong word, but you, you owe it to them to go out there and, and play hard and, and play right and respect the game. And uh, I think that was a perfect place to, to start this conversation because right now the game is in need and it's unique circumstances. I got you, but the the game has been altered in a way that's never that we've never seen before, and it needs the cooperation of everybody to overcome that. And that that is a good message, you know. And those kinds of things. And I know we talked a lot about Jerry uh, on Friday, but I think to some extent. Tell me if this sounds too Pollyannish or too preachy. But at some point in your life, you've got to decide who and what you are and what you stand for. And these are the kinds of things I've been thinking about in reflecting on uh, what Jerry Sloan did. Now, I didn't always agree with every decision Jerry made as far as his tactics on the floor. And even though I knew that he knew more about basketball than I ever have, for sure, by a long shot. But I had such respect for the way he approached his profession, the way he went around his went about his business, the way he took on that responsibility, and the way he approached it to do everything he could to do a good job, and that's the stuff he learned as a kid, and it stayed with him, and you could see it. It was evident in his work ethic and in the things that he found important, and, th- and that's why. I don't care how much money you make or how much money you've already made. What, are you going to allow that to change you? You're going to allow that to make you think, uh, you know, I don't really have to give a full day's work. I don't really have to represent my company the way I should. I don't really have to, so I'm not going to. Well, if that's who you decide you want to be, then okay, I guess that's the way you're going to be. But I think there are better ways to be. And that was one of the legacies of Jerry. And that's something we can learn from. You know, we started this whole show by talking about remembering. Well, and especially remembering those who have gone before. Well, that's my memory of Jerry. That's one of my memories of Jerry. And that's something we can learn from. And maybe, and I don't want, I'm not, I don't know. I don't mean to preach directly at Damian Lillard. But that's... That's something that maybe he could consider, and I think he's smart enough to consider it. Uh, you know, why? I mean, I, I want to be like Jerry Sloan. That's what I want to be like. I want to approach my job in, in that honest effort way. And I want to do what's best, and not just according to what my background or history or success of the past is. Uh, enabled me to do no i don't want to look at it that way and i think a lot of americans are out there thinking of it in the same exact way that jerry did good for them you know like jerry is just not quite as lyrical as like mike yeah and it just I doesn't guess. quite fit like like mike what, what roll rhymes off the with, tongue. what rhymes with jerry very jerry <laughs> <laughs> i want to be very jerry you know that jingle though, that like Mike jingle, that might be have been is that the catchiest jingle of all time? Yeah, it may be. 
And the guy who, who came up with that, he said he was watching Jungle Book. And that song, isn't there a song, I Want to Be Like, like You? Yeah, that's like right. Uh-huh. That's, that's sort of where that idea Is that where the inspiration from. was? I, I don't wow. know if that's apocryphal or whether that's true, but I read that somewhere. Yeah, that, uh, 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 that was really something. I, I don't want to be like Mike. I want to be very Jerry. Love it. We've coined it. I like it. I like it a lot. And, and yeah, I mean, uh, it, uh, it was a good way to start out. I, I think you're totally right. All right, the golf. Gordon, you're, you teased this right off the top of the show. Your most, uh, what, what uh, your favorite moment, the, uh, the best yes. moment? How do you want to sum that up? <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the most enjoyable, I'll say it that way, moment. And I had all kinds of observations off of what happened in the match. For instance, Phil Mickelson's golf thoughts are like particles swirling around in a super collider. Yeah. Dude likes to talk. He does. He, he, it's what makes him a really great Twitter follow. He sends out a lot of tips and stuff and videos, and he's, he's really into it. It's cool. He, he, he is remarkable in that way. And it, it could be almost overwhelming for somebody who doesn't really get all that stuff like an amateur and uh, <laughs> I found that that very interesting another observation Tom Brady takes himself pretty seriously he does he's, he's well he played yeah. like hot garbage At one time <laughs> in my life I'm rooting for Tom Brady and he plays like he's never played golf before although well, he, he holed out I got it and that was pretty awesome I but know the rest yeah, of the round was, was cool. the rest of the round was rough he is a guy whose golf swing is better than his game okay I, I could see I that, thought sure. it, I thought his golf swing. I'm not saying it's perfect but his golf swing's pretty sweet and he should be playing and maybe he usually does and I'll bet that could be the case and I'm not saying that Tom Brady gets nervous but this isn't his realm so you know this is golf this is somebody else's realm you know so he might have been nervous and uh, because he should have played better than he did with his golf swing in my opinion he probably was but, nervous I'd be nervous I mean he's not a pro golfer you right. know, that's he's making himself right. pretty vulnerable there playing a sport that he's not a professional at in front of what turned out to be at the peak like 6.3 million people which is awesome well he he you could tell you could tell that he was dis, really disappointed in the way he was playing and it was getting to him a little bit he takes himself seriously that's a man that takes himself seriously um, and but and I mean that's nothing wrong with that. He's also a practical joker and whatnot, so he probably has that other side that makes it. Uh, but we can all relate to that uh, on some level. Haven't you gone out and played? Oh, you go out and play a round of golf with just your buddies, you know, and you have an off day. It doesn't exactly put you in a happy mood. Yeah, I think uh, so. It, it, he has six point five million people watching him. Smack. He was hitting it right all all day long. You know. How many he balls did he see, lose? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It was a couple, wasn't it? Uh, I thought it was he, 10. He was it few. that many? <laughs> okay. It reminded me of Kevin Na a little bit there, you know, when he was uh, knocking it into the trees, into the woods, and, and you, he was not happy. Am I a bad person if that, that was my favorite part of the thing was watching him fail? Tom Brady fail? No, you're not. I bet a lot of people are, are there with you. What do you think of the format, he, Gordon? 
Oh, I like the format. Did you? I, 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 yeah, I like it. I think it's cool. It's too bad it was raining. That made it more difficult for everybody. But uh, beautiful golf course. But my and, and I have other observations as well. Peyton Manning, that's a pretty fun guy. And I know that you are. You, is it you who doesn't like him? So yeah, well? I was you don't rooting. Think he was that good. I was rooting for him to fail. Yeah, but he he hit some nice shots. He played really and, well. He played really yeah. well. But, but he's retired. Favorite, Tom's not retired. Yes. Peyton probably does yeah. nothing but play golf. Pey- Peyton Man has been playing a lot of golf. You can you can see that. But my favorite moment, and I wish I could remember it better, because I realized it right at the end. But I don't even know what hole it was on. But at one point, I believe it was Peyton <laughs> instructed Tiger Woods to go pull the flag. Now, I don't know how many people do that to Tiger Woods. Probably not many. And he probably hasn't been told to go do that in a long, long time. But Peyton Manning instructing Tiger to go pull that flag so that he could putt. I loved it. Because nobody says that to Tiger Woods. Hey, Tiger, go pull that uh, pull the stick for me, will you? Is that why you gave me such a, a dirty look when I asked you to do the same thing last time we played go? How <laughs> how dare you? I am who Gordon. Says, I am Gordon Monson. I wrote for the and, LA and, and, Times. And, and Tiger Tiger was over on the other side. He had, he had to walk all the way over to go get it. And I just thought, oh, this is nobody does that to Tiger Woods. I mean, that was great. I know the audacity <laughs> of Peyton Manning. And, I mean, and but 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 that was the spirit of it, you know. It was kind of like four guys, all of them legends in their own realms, you know, <laughs> out there playing golf together, relaxing, telling Tiger, "Hey, Tiger, go get this, go get the flag." And while you're there, will you, uh, will you know, uh, clean off my club for me? Will you? Nobody does that to Tiger Woods. I don't care what kind of legend you are. But, uh, yeah, I, I like the format. It was extremely entertaining. I like the commentary that was going on. I even like – I usually don't like the, 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 uh, the tweets when they, when they do that and they show all that stuff. I think it's kind of a waste of time. But I love the stuff coming in from all kinds of people from all over the place. Yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I, I thought it was a great idea, and the timing of it was perfect. Yeah, for worked, worked out really game. well. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of people enjoyed that very much. Yeah, I wish I the weather was better. I'm with you there, but yeah, I didn't care. I didn't care who won. I wasn't rooting one way or the other. Uh, I was. I, 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 I do have a. Okay, so you were rooting against Tiger and uh, oh, and I, uh, Peyton always, and I mean always root against Peyton Manning. I don't think I've never rooted for Tom Brady in my life until this weekend. And he goes what's out your, there what's and your problem? plays what's your problem like a with, sack of garbage. What? What's your problem? What's your problem with pay dirt? With Payton? Pay dirt. Pay dirt. So oh, yeah, I him. gotcha. Uh, is, uh, he got way too much credit. That was my problem with Payton. <laughs> Jeez, you way are too, an angry way, man. Way you too, are an angry way man. Way too much credit. What is, Jake, I want you to go home and look yourself in the mirror and say, what is wrong with you? What, you're still holding something like that against a man who's been retired and now is playing golf? His brother's better than he is. Uh, I love that comment. Who said that Eli would have made that? Uh, I think, but did, was it Phil who said that? 
<laughs> I can't remember. I saw I think, that. I, I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was too. <laughs> oh, those guys, all those guys are pretty clever. Uh, and and uh, one thing in watching that with various uh, female members of my family, uh, they think Tom Brady's a handsome man. That's nice for them. What do you think? Oh, I, yeah, I have no problem saying, yeah, Tom Brady's a handsome man. Look good in that golf cap. All right. You know? I knew the joke was going to come in about the deflating the uh, the golf ball. I, I, I knew that was just a matter of time before that came in. But I, Tom Brady, Tom Brady's game is better than he played. I I I, I can almost guarantee that from watching his golf swing. Uh, he was angry. He didn't really want to show it, but it did seep through in in a way that kind of took a little bit of the fun out of it. Although when he when he hold that. 150-yard shot, whatever it was. Um, by the way, do you see the size of the divot he took when he hit that thing? And if he hadn't done that, it probably wouldn't have spun off to the right the way it did straight into the hole. But with Charles Barkley in his ear, giving him all kinds of garbage, and then he hits a shot like that, he answers with that? Holy cow. All right, we'll have more big shows straight ahead. I do agree with you about interesting to hear those guys mic'd up. They should do that way, way more. It would make yeah. it would make golf a much better television product. Jake, I, I want you. To, I want you to think about this. What? Who would you like to see matched up in in subsequent matches? Austin Horton and Jake Hatch. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm toast. Yeah, Hatch is a pretty good golfer. Jake anyway. Hatch's dad makes golf clubs for a living. That's he a good does. Point. Yeah, I didn't know that. I'm toast. I thought his dad worked at BYU in some way, shape, or form. He does two things. I see. One one, one pays for him to do the other. I see see how that works. Jake Jake Hatch's dad makes golf clubs? If I'm not mistaken, yeah. I should be nicer to Hatch. So what what kind of golf game does Jake have? Jake plays a lot of golf. He's probably pretty good. He probably is pretty good. So who would would be a more uh, apt foe for Austin then? Well, if we we were— I like it. Uh, I'd like to uh, see Hanson Austin. Uh, I've never seen Austin play golf, so I don't know. You win. It's not Purdy. <laughs> I bet it's effective. I bet it's better than Tom Brady. <laughs> would Austin be? Would you be the Tom Brady of the foursome? Yeah, but I still think I could beat Tom Brady. We'll have more big show coming up next. Stay tuned. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.